They say I'm disturbed. From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread. I think we're getting into a weird area here. Will you tell these fools I'm not crazy? Not crazy. This hysteria. You can't handle the truth. Brain is gone. This is Hysteria 51. The truth is out there. It's alive. But you won't find it here. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Conspiracy about it's been a while since I've had a full house. And I feel like it's actually just been me and a guest, or John and I and a guest for a long time. I've got three people here to ignore you this week. And I hate you for it. Art, we brought you back. I got you in for two weeks because you're a glutton for punishment. You guys, <laughs> if you listened previously to our Flatwoods Monster episode, we had Art from Mr. Bonkers Conspiracy Time Podcast. I love that. I can't say it. I can't I, say it. I made it that long just so I could confuse you, Brent. It's like, what would fuck up Brent Hand as much as Paul? <laughs> there it is. There it is. Art, thanks for uh, what's been going on. Hey, man, not much. Uh, you know, I heard you ringing that bell, and so I thought, this place is kind of like a hotel. So uh, I've Next. been staying here in Hysteria Studios, kind of haven't left. He's and, been uh, waiting outside with Joe Peck, keeping him warm, <laughs> yeah. huddling. We don't let Joe inside. That's right. But uh, it's cold. It is. <laughs> Unseasonably, I think, would be the word to use. Oh, yeah. And unseasonably unpleasant, we have Assistant Ray. He's sitting in on the mic. Ray. I mean, that's, that's enough, Ray. I, and, uh, no. <laughs> I was going to say, it's usually unpleasant. It sounds about right. That's right. So what's up with you, Ray? Other than, so we got you working on Hysteria 51. We got you working on Sad Times. We're going to have you working on Rad or Fad, uh, which is a new show that producer Lisa and I haven't come out. Well, how else can we exploit you? I don't know, but you'll find a way somehow. I'm sure we will. What do your kidneys look like? Are they good? What about your liver? Uh, I think Seabot hasn't gotten to those ones yet. Because I want to do an episode on the black market, and I want it to be a well-researched episode. And I feel bad if I haven't sold something on the black market. Well, I, you, you could ask Seabot. He's already gotten something from me, I'm sure. Yeah, is your gallbladder there? Your liver, spleen, everything's good? You know, I asked Seabot so often why I woke up, and he's right next to me. He goes, you know what? Don't even ask. So I, I just follow his, his uh, thinking. That's probably the best, but the man of the hour, someone we brought in, someone that I wanted to have on here. We've been talking about this. I got Ron Zia. Ron and I, we're bar buddies. Is that the best? We we met at a local watering hole called the James Joyce and have had some fascinating conversations. How to have you in, Ron. What's going on, my man? Well, it, first of all, it's an absolute pleasure to be here. Uh, it's a beautiful basement. The the studios on. How do you know this is an attic? This is an attic. Oh, I'm sorry. Attic. You're already lying to our. I think it's the white wine. (laughs) Um, It's really cool to be here because I'm just like this guy who's been off their paranormal radar, and now I'm experiencing this firsthand. Yeah, you know, you're with a with a with a thing on my head, and I got computers, (laughs) and I got. He said. He said. Do I really have to wear the headphones? I said, of course. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm like really blown away by this whole thing because it's really cool. Up until now, you were like, if I'm going to come over here and it's just going to be him and a phone in like a room, I, you I, didn't know. I was really, so I got kind of shit-faced at the Joyce before I came over here. <laughs> and, um, but seriously, I, I really was looking forward to this and um, I've always been into this and it's really cool to 
hang out with you guys. Yeah, well, that's we're really excited to have you because the thing that we always talk about is paranormal. That's been our, our conversations, and that's something yeah. that's kind of followed you around your whole life. Where would you say was the jumping off point or, or what started you? What Was there an aha moment where you go, oh, this stuff's something I'm into? Yeah, so, I mean, great question. I mean, I'm, I'm 51 years old, so I'm not old, but I'm not young. You're in the we don't care about you age group. You know, no. Yeah, yeah, thanks, pal. Yeah, no. Fuck you. I'm there too. You know, it's like you're not young. You're not. You're not. You're. You're just in the. What's gonna happen? Eh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Young whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Anyways. boomer. <laughs> yeah. Hey, dinky. About dinky. Yeah. How's, how's, that, how's that work? So the bottom line is, in third grade, in pleasant. I, so first of all, I I've been lucky enough to live on both both coasts. Yeah. So I lived in California and Virginia. Real quick, which one's better? Uh, between the two? Yeah. I would say, well, I'd say Virginia. Well, all right. All right. Um, Strong. But, Strong opinion. Well, I mean, California's just more expensive. And but the, the, there goes our California listeners right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have yeah. well, you ever lived anywhere other than here? No, nah, I've been a uh, Chicago born and raised, and then I never left. So I'm from Beverly. I was born in Beverly, okay. but I lived, my, my father's a retired Navy captain, so I lived around, you know, here and there. So you're a Navy brat. A Navy brat. So it's it's been good. But my first real experience of, of, of realizing that I loved the paranormal was uh, Pleasanton, California. Pleasanton, California is a suburb of San Francisco. Okay, okay. And Mrs. Pike, my third grade teacher. Is the Pike's Landing there? Is that the uh, big in San Francisco? Or am I making that up? You're making that up. No. Oh. So Mrs. Pike. Everyone looked at me like I'm a goddamn idiot. I'm like, what? Yeah. I mean, that's not hard. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but Mrs. Pike actually asked all of the children, boys and girls, can you draw a picture? And we're all like, yeah. <laughs> so we're all into it. And of course, the girls draw unicorns and <laughs> like rainbows. Grunting and grunting and ponies. Death and shit. <laughs> yeah. And then the boys, the boys draw, you know, baseball players and footballs or whatever the hell they drew. And then I drew a Loch Ness monster. <laughs> For Tree Fitty on and Patreon, so I'll I, draw I remember, one too. I remember, giving, <laughs> I remember giving it to Mrs. Pike. And she's like, um, Mrs. Zia, we need to have a conversation about yeah. little Ronnie. Yeah. So she was like, um, okay. So I said, this is what I love. And so I was, I was lucky enough to actually visit it, Loch Ness, uh, Scott, upper uh, the Highlands in Scotland in 08. Now, did you have a sword when you were in the Highlands? I did not have a sword. Oh, cause there can only be one. So, you know, well, I did ask them to, I'm going to take a sip of white wine here real quick. <laughs> it's not a spritzer. It's just white wine. I did ask them to, uh, is it okay to steal some rocks? Yeah. That were submerged in the water. And uh, they were fine with it. <laughs> but anyway, so th that that third grade, you know, like I said, 51. I don't know what the hell it was. It was like probably 1974, 75, whatever it was. But that's when I really kind of got into it. Yeah. So you had a, a an interest or an inkling uh, early on. Were you guys, you know, did you... Ray, when did you kind of think that you were interested in the paranormal? Uh, probably around 2004 or five. So when he was in around the fifth grade. <laughs> pretty darn close, you... yeah. Pretty darn close. 
Don't let them get you or down, what? Ray. No, so <laughs> you would have been, been. Yeah, no, you wouldn't even have been in the fifth grade. Would no, you? no, it'd be like. What I'm getting at is third, uh, yeah. around the same age as you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, if I had yeah. to put if I had to put a grade on it, yeah, probably around that time. I still yeah. think he's in third grade, actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 All right, what about you? You know, I visited uh, Scotland as well, and we went on a ghost tour there, and that was pretty. I mean, that was that was pretty scary. I was easily scared by that. They went like you know underground, did like catacomb things. Oh, we like, did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, but like, as far as you know, supernatural, paranormal stuff, I've never had a a uh, actual experience myself. But uh, yeah, I'm definitely interested in it, and it it, it kind of freaks me out a little bit. Like, I'm definitely. Uh, superstitious and scared of it so i don't know if i can pick a particular instance i grew up in a house that we had weird things happening you mm-hmm. know i grew up i lived in the middle of nowhere and we were surrounded by our you know cornfields cattle and the edge of our property was a cemetery so that's a lot of people are like i don't even want to go to your house because you, you live out there and then we had things happen you know you hear things lights go on things go missing and show back up that you can't explain um Things fall off walls or, or move and stuff like that. And as you're a child, I, I realized with my family, we didn't talk about it until I was a little older, still at home, you know, but like a teenager or not even a teenager, but not at like four, five, six, seven, eight. We weren't talking about it because everyone's having experiences, but you don't you don't know what to say or you're kind of embarrassed or you don't want to talk about it. And then I learned very fast, you don't tell people outside of the house because they don't believe you or want to talk about it unless you find the right people that are, are willing, like you, you know, around to, to, to be able to talk about stuff like that. But I haven't lived all over like you have, you know, you've, you've, well, you know, huge, uh, places, you know, you, you said you lived in Norfolk, Virginia too, another place, uh, big Navy, Navy yards there. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had an experience? So, yeah, I mean, so I've always been in the paranormal since third grade. It's a definite blessing. I really do feel passionate about it. Um, I just never thought it were uh, a, a haunting, and I'll, I'll clarify that in a second. I never thought it would happen to me. Yeah. I always thought it would be like kind of like uh, uh, professional wrestling. You're, you're, you're fascinated with it. You'll watch it from afar kind of thing. Yeah. You, you knew it was staged, but it was an extremely fun thing to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But you never thought it would actually happen to you. And it did. And so in Norfolk, we had, we did not have a haunting. We had a uh, poltergeist. Very different. Very different. We've actually, we did an episode not too terribly long ago with all the different types of hauntings and, and how poltergeists. So what was your experience? So, I mean, we had, we had several experiences, but poltergeists, like, you know, for the audience, I'm sure they know already, but if they're listening to you, cause you know what you're doing. Everyone's got a first episode. I am not so sure he knows what he is talking about. I'm sure they're listening either, so it's fine. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, so hauntings obviously forever, but poltergeists are temporary. We had a poltergeist in 1108 Magnolia Avenue in Norfolk, Virginia. Someone just said, son of a bitch. <laughs> like, that's my house. He doxed me. That fucker doxed me. <laughs> you know what? I tell you what. I had the greatest damn childhood I ever had in Larchmont, Norfolk, Virginia. And, and by the way, Reagan outspent the Soviets, and that's how we won the Cold War. <laughs> And so the eighty the eighties the eighties were fantastic. The decade of excess they, and the, everything. It was 
Did you ever care about anything other than nuclear war? Nuclear yeah. war is kind of big. But I yeah, was yeah. telling them, this will kind of put things into perspective for you. And recently, I was talking about how when I was in school, you know, we did the nuclear duck and cover drills because everyone yeah. knew Get that on your, your desk. desk will save you yeah. from a nuclear. Yeah. They were just like, what are you talking about? Yeah, you're fine. Yeah. You, you call get those tornado desk. drills. Yeah, no, yeah, the yeah, tornado yeah. drills, you go out in the hallway. Yeah, well, there's no windows. And you do the turtle position. Uh no no you well, don't we ain't got time well, for that Ray. Well, the North School wanted to kill us. We're just <laughs> we're just probably true. I mean, let's be honest. Everyone stand next to a window yeah, and grab yeah. Ray. <laughs> yeah, tornado drill. You can't, you can't beat a desk. Ray, yeah. you go outside. You're the spotter. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, so so Norfolk, Norfolk, Virginia. We moved there in 1978, right after Star Wars. Star Wars came out in 77. <laughs> so we came out in 78. I yeah. love that. That is your measuring post. Yeah, BSW yeah. before well, Star uh, Wars. Every, everyone's everyone's measuring. <laughs> where is that in the you know after the Battle of Yavin? Like where <laughs> yeah. are we at? I, mean, I, I don't know. I'm just saying. Seventy seven <laughs> is everyone's. You know, Star Wars is everyone's measure. And that and uh, yay, history began. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So, um, <laughs> Poltergeist in Norfolk, Virginia, a beautiful colonial home. Uh, we were lucky to be in a really nice house in a beautiful neighborhood. Uh, I'm a big Halloween guy and it was just great Halloween neighborhood, you know, for folks who are out there who think about Halloween, um, and love October. It was perfect. So we were just like, there was like four incidents that occurred. So now we're getting down to, you know, this is where the rubber meets the road. If you listen to our Flatwoods Monster, those are the gummy deposits that are inconceivable. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Watch out for local boys and their tractors. So <laughs> my my understanding from our home is that there were two owners. And the first owner, it was a 100-year-old home. And uh, the first owner, was her name was Mrs. Robinson. So it was like right out of Sarman and Garfunkel. But mm. the bottom line was she died, and when she died, they had back in back in those days they would have the wake in the home. Come on over and look at the body. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So Southern Virginia, if you've never been to Southern Virginia this summer, it's it's a wet blanket. <laughs> so you know the, the wakes are pretty hardcore, and so the body starts you know smelling like a body does. Anywho. So we're the second owners, and I experienced these things that I'd never experienced in my life, and, and up until today, I've never experienced. So one of the first experiences was, I would always get very unsettled by being in the house by myself. I, I lived in Pleasanton. I lived in Monterey. I lived in Pensacola. I lived in Coronado. I mean, I lived all over the you place. You lived in places that people want to want to end up that's, want to end up yeah. yeah yeah norfolk whatever virginia beach but i never experienced anything like that. and so uh, there was several occasions where i i actually had i wanted to be outside i didn't want to be in the house did you know why or you just had yeah these feelings I, I, that... I i didn't know why because i didn't feel good internally and a buddy of mine came over he said who's the old is your grandma here <laughs> and I said, what are you talking about? Because my mom and dad and my brother were out. I just have one brother. They were out shopping or whatever they were doing. And uh, my, my buddy came over and I said, what's up? 
because I wanted to get out of the house. And he was reading, I was reading the newspaper because I did not want to be in the house. And uh, he said, who's your grandma? And it wasn't, no one was in the house. So did he see her in a window? He or? saw her in the window. She was staring out at him. An old lady was staring out at him. And why would you do that? Why would you say that? It made no sense. So and that's just a normal thing. It's like, hey, is that your grandma? You know, or something. That's what a kid would say. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so you would smell. You know how your mother smells. You know the, the perfume. Mm-hmm. You would smell things that would not. That was not your mom. But it smells like someone was there in the house with you. Yeah. Exactly. And then now, what, if you were around Art, that would have been shit because he would have shit himself. Yeah. <laughs> you would have. have hey, I don't it. deny it. <laughs> if you smelt it, I dealt it. Yeah, but I mean. But the worst, the worst incident was once again. This is echoing to the whole poltergeist thing. I was in a guest room in our house. My father was at sea a lot because mm-hmm. he was a navy captain and whatever. But he was out at sea, and I was sleeping in the guest room by myself for whatever reason. My brother wasn't in the room, and it was a nightmare. I just saw a cross. I know this sounds crazy, but I saw a cross on the on the wall, and uh, it was just like I was counting down from ten to one, trying and to the, see if like it's really there, you know, yeah, if you're awake. It was, and, it was weird. It's like it's like a night. You've heard of nightmares, yeah, but you've heard of night terrors, right? Right. This was a night terror. Night terrors are much different. If you ever had one, don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> and so, note to self: I had I had that. And my mom came in. The bed was literally shaking. This is like something out like Linda Blair, you know. I mean, it was like it was like the the bed was shaking. I screamed at the top of my lungs, and my mom came out and she opened the door and she said, "To the, you bring her in now." She's like seventy two. She's she's in great health. She said, "Yeah, that bed was shaking." So there was there was something going on. No question. Was it focused on you? And you alone in the house, or was everyone experiencing? Because no, that can go either way a lot of times. You know, that's a great question. I, I would say it's focused more on me because uh, Ricky, my brother, didn't really experience anything. Mom did. Uh, Dad's always been like, ah, that's bullshit. But um, no, yeah, yeah. I think it was. I think it was more focused on me. To be yeah. honest with you, I'll tell you what. Let's shoot the break real quick, and when we come back, let's keep this going because that is a. Um, a terrifying way to live your life as a child. Let's hit the break real quick. We'll All come right. back. We're going to keep that going on Hysteria 51. Hola, David. Me amo Brent. Bonjour, uh, Brent. Je m'appelle David. You didn't do Spanish. I thought if we were going to do this together, we'd do the same language. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's uh, That's on brand for us. I, that, I I just thought romance languages was yeah. the key. Everything I say is romantic, and that is thanks to Rosetta Stone. <laughs> you guys, we, we've been touting these things forever. We love Rosetta Stone, and we actually are users. David, you've really been using it even for longer than I. What's your experience been like? Oh, it's been great. The thing is, uh, you really get to learn how to speak and think in that language with it, so... It's very high on pronunciation, too, so <laughs> you can, you know, learn how to speak. And, you know, our show is all about proper pronunciation. <laughs> In that pronunciation. Yeah, that's right. But it's it, they design it for long-term retention, you know. It, and yeah. 
if you don't get the pronunciation right, you you say it until you do, and then you know that that just seeps into your head. Well, and that's why you know this has been trusted by experts for thirty years, and there's over twenty five different languages that you can learn, and people millions and millions of users use it because, like you said, it does seep in, and you're using it with you know you get speech recognition, and mm-hmm. it it hears you. You get to use like the built in true accent features that gives you this pronunciation which is super convenient and you can do it at your own time. And I don't know if you can know this, but I'm all about value and you get a one-time purchase, 25 languages. If I learned all 25 languages, I'd be so confused or really cool. <laughs> I'd go in and out. But you'd be real marketable. But literally though, this is something that we use and we have, both of us have given the seal of approval because we want to do this long-term and uh, it's something that uh, it works, you know, and we don't, yeah. we don't do long-term um stuff like this and this is this is the one that we've chosen and we love it so all you guys gotta do don't put off learning that language there's no better time than right now as we've told you a thousand times and it's always now right now get now. started for larry limited time his air 51 listeners can get rosetta stone's lifetime membership for 50 percent off how much 50 percent visit rosetta stone dot com slash today that's 50 percent off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your unnatural life. Wow. Redeem, redeem, redeem. How do they do it? Rashate, you're oh. 50% off. <laughs> Rashate. <laughs> redeem it. 50% off. RosettaStone.com slash today. Do it today. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when Brent and I heard that for a limited time, all Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, we thought, man, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Brent is trying to plan right now and says that it works like a charm from Chicago to Nashville as he makes his big old move. Mint Mobile is working for him. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. And you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. So ditch the overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash hysteria. That's mintmobile, M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash hysteria, H-Y-S-T-E-R-I-A. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash hysteria. $45 upfront payment required. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. So what Ron was getting at is that house was not clear. This house is clear. Or is it clean? This house is clean. That house wasn't clean. So you said like six weeks. Um, did it stop or did you move? Because you're moving a lot because you're in well, I mean, the we, Navy. We, we weren't. Yeah, we didn't move a lot. I mean, we were lucky. My my father um, 
once again, he's in the Navy, so you don't know what's going to happen. So when you're a child, you don't think about it. Um, right. Well, yeah, exactly. So he, uh, uh, an admiral, I remember an admiral saying, let's send him to the uh, coast of Japan. And that would have been a big deal. (laughs) (laughs) But no, we stayed in Norfolk for 20 years. Oh, were you in that house the whole time? Yeah. So that was like, it was one of those things where it just happened. And then when it stopped, it stopped. Yeah. Did you know anything about the woman that had lived there? Did you ever find out anything about her? I just knew about her from neighbors. Yeah. She was an older lady. Wow. So you said six weeks. Was it kind of one of those where you just, you knew it was six weeks or you're kind of just saying, well, that's, that was a short time between the two. Oh, that was it. Okay. Poltergeist. We both go to the James Joyce. One of the things that it is famous for is it is a, a, a haunted bar in the Chicagoland area. Mm-hmm. And they actually do a thing called Spirits with Spirits there. I've done that. Uh, my, my co-host John has done that. They come in and you've done that. And you actually guys did an investigation in the, the bar afterwards, right? That whole thing started with me and my wife, Charlotte going to galena which is one of my favorite towns in the entire world galena illinois and so we went to a bar is that where we get the 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 um geneva Geneva. sorry we get what is that stuff called taffy grams caramel Caramel. i have no idea what's going on in my life obviously over two brent you're over two buddy (laughs) i tell you where i'm going next that's going to be to uranus missouri for the fudge (laughs) See, Brent, I, I've known you a long time. Yeah. I just thought you'd be more intelligent. Right? <laughs> <laughs> See, I get that a lot. Yeah, so did we. Yeah, everyone did. That's yeah. Right. yeah, yes. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. He's a, he's a special guy. <laughs> that's what that's what they wrote on all my paperwork when yeah, I was in exactly. school. Yeah, right. He's special. I feel very, very special. special. <laughs> you, have to, you have to go out of your way with uh, Brent, by yeah. the way. So yeah, so you did the investigation of the joints. So yeah, so we did we but but it started with Galena, Illinois. And Galena, Illinois, if uh, folk all you, you know, young hockey players out there, if you don't know about Galena, Illinois, it's fantastic, it's beautiful, it's haunted as hell. And uh it's just a wonderful, wonderful throwback to old times. It's it's a great spot. So so we, we bumped into these folks. Who did this? Uh, they they did ghost hunting, and it's called All Seeing Paranormal. And I'm gonna throw out their name because they're great. And Colleen Carroll, yeah, Colleen. Actually, when I did my Spirits of Spirits, she, she led that, and uh, as part of the the All Seeing Paranormal. Yeah, she's she's solid, man. I mean, she's she knows what she's doing. Now, did you get a happy ending? When you did your spirits of spirits, you talking about I did a hand not. job or what? You were yeah, doing? I did not, and I didn't know if those were expected. Am I confusing that with something else too? I don't know. Lisa yells at me a lot. No, I didn't get a hand job, <laughs> and I, you know, I, I think that'd be kind of mean. <laughs> I wouldn't mind it. Yeah. <laughs> you hot take, hot yeah. take. You heard it here first, yeah, exactly. No, so you're serious. You're in Galena. You met. You meet them. <laughs> yeah. So I met I met them, but they were they were only dealing with Northwest Illinois. So they're like, "Well, screw you, Berwyn, Illinois, Chicago." Well, I'm, yeah. I'm Riversider, so don't I'm sorry. I, don't confuse well, you, me with you. You cross Harlem. Yeah, do not cr- confuse <laughs> me with Berwyn. <laughs> All right, Riversiders and Berwyn have yeah. a big difference there, man. Yeah, we got we got a Skokie over here yeah, too. Yeah, so yeah. I got more taxes than you do. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> so the bottom line was, it was cool. 
We had a great conversation. Colleen went over to the Joys and we did ghost hunt. A legitimate ghost hunt. We started at 3 in the morning, ended at 6.30. Just staying up to have that hunt would have killed oh me. Oh, my God. We had some Guinness. It was great. <laughs> you are in a bar. You're in the best How place How can in the you world. not pour a Guinness? Yeah, I think I heard something upstairs. I'm going to go back up yeah. there to the bar. Oh, well, look what <laughs> fell in my glass. Yeah, it, was, it was fantastic. And um, the bottom line is this. First of all, for all you you know guys out there... James Joyce Irish Pub is easily the best Irish pub in Chicagoland. There, there is it's no a fantastic. Everyone's family there, and yeah. the the owners Colin and Chucky, they're fantastic, and they have some. So here's the the thing that blew my my mind is it was around Halloween time of last year. They do decorations and they have these, uh, you know, the fake cobwebs and stuff that they put up. They have some, and Chucky actually got this on film he he taped it the one by the door and it's not like you've seen those move when wind blows them and stuff like that it's like someone is yanking it down violently and everyone's there and there's one of the guys that's at the bar is like yeah guy i've seen stuff like that before knock it off like one of the guys drinking at the bar just like some random he's like we're not doing that you know and that was one of those things like you can't really explain that, you know, yeah. it was so weird. And I'm not, I know it sounds weird when you say, yeah, a fake cobble was blowing in the breeze. No, not at all. That's right. not what was going on. And a lot of people, women have said that when they go back by the bathroom, they get touched or someone like not pushes them, but like, you know, uh, not in the way that you think when you go to the back, <laughs> producer Lisa's laughing. Like, yeah, you go to the bathroom and someone grabs you. You don't say favorite bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> she, she just paces back there waiting for it to happen. <laughs> someone please touch me. Yeah. Yeah. It's a interesting spot. And, and people, uh, you need to go to their website and they talk about it. So many people will come in there and be like, is this place haunted? It's like, why are you saying that? I feel something or, or whatever. Yeah. There's definitely something going on there. I used to go to the, uh, Red Lion pub right across from, uh, the Biograph Theater. And, and you would have folks come in October. I used to do this Chicago tourist thing. Mm-hmm. So me and some buddies would just walk around taking pictures. Yeah. I'm, I've been living in Chicago for over 30 years. I was born here, but Navy brat. And so it was cool going to a bar that was haunted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you ask anybody who's, if they're listening, I mean, you ask anybody who's ever been to Red Lion, the old Red Lion. Yeah. I mean, the floors are slanted. It was just, it was cool. Just your your old neighborhood bar old that's got neighborhood so bar, much. But, but it's Cross from Bi- Biograph where Dillinger got, you know, shot up. It was a great spot. So it's, the energy there is just really upbeat it's and It's insane. It's insane. <laughs> yeah, right? So I, we, we would go to the second floor where that's where the scores really change. And you would see what everyone's talking about. Yeah. And it was, it what you felt something. Yeah. It was different. And so, you know, that's cool. Last time I felt something in the bar, I drank too much and pissed myself, I think is what had happened. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, so, that's, a, uh, so, that's a nice so, Yeah, so Colleen, Carol, uh, all seeing paranormal. Yeah. She came out to the Joyce, and uh, she always told me, never pay for a ghost hunter. That's fantastic. I had a buddy who used to do stuff, too, and he said, you know, people that want to get paid 
for yeah. this. Run like uh, hell. Uh, exactly. They go, and sometimes when you help people or you do things, they tip you and that's fantastic and things like that. But this shouldn't be something that you're, you're, you're not a, they're not the Ghostbusters coming in and, and, yeah. you know, using their proton packs to uh, <laughs> zip it all up and get out of there. Right. Yeah. Just like my free cat extermination business. Yeah, that's that's a little bit different there, buddy. Um, not not exactly ghosts. Uh, Art, I don't know if you know, he's, well, Seabot has problems. Oh, I'm aware. Yeah. So uh, we've talked to Ray on the show before about he's, you know, he's had some experiences. You haven't had anything at all in your life? No. Uh, that's, that's probably the norm, right? That's the norm. I would assume so. I don't know. I mean, you know, I'm... I'm very skeptical of a lot of things. And it's hard. The intangible. If you can't put your fingers yeah, on it, it's he's never to... had an experience like that before. You know, I've gone. I've been. I've tried to go to haunted places and see stuff. But again, you know. So what he's getting at, Ron, is he's calling you a liar, and I'd like you two to fight. No, is, uh, no, that, that, what I've called and, you. And, no. Ding <laughs> ding. But that's 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 great. No, that is true because it is a thing. A lot of people, if you haven't experienced something. You can't wrap your your mind around the intangible unless you have, and and even then, you know, uh, we have. Lisa and I were talking to a gentleman who spends his. He owns an old hospital. They do tours there, and you can do investigations. Uh, his name is Josh Hurd, and he goes. Even I, who make my living off this, someone tells me a story, and I a lot of times find myself going, "Yeah, right." And he goes, "What am I doing?" You know, but that's just the way your mind goes. Mm-hmm. It's unfortunate or not, but you know. Well, I mean, you know, it's okay. Uh, it's okay to be a skeptic. And if you never experienced it, that's fine. Yeah, exactly. And it is. And they need skeptics. And something that you were, I think you said this before, too, is every, before we started, every ghost hunting crew or everyone who's doing it needs to have that skeptic who doesn't believe on board with them. Absolutely. You yeah, know, they, they should be an absolute employee mm-hmm. of your ghost hunting it's something, it's something that we talk about a lot in the UFO field. You're trying to scientifically prove the existence of something. Right. But a lot of people that are the yes men get very upset when you talk science and you go, well, this is not an observable or repeatable thing, or this can be explained away by X, Y, and Z. They go, go fuck yourself. No, that's not how this works. Like, you can't just believe. I believe in my heart. Well, that's fine. But that's different when we're talking about something that, like, is this a material from a spaceship? Is this, uh, you know, that thing up in the sky? Is it actually a spaceship? Well, if you can look and we know that at that time a blimp was flying over, it was probably that blimp. You know what I mean? And so many people just want to not believe or want to believe so hard that they fall into the wrong category and they're as bad as a skeptic. So you got to have that happy medium. And and to your point, Brent, you also got to watch out for the grifters, too. And you were kind of talking about that. The people want to take advantage of people who believe in this stuff. You know, they want to pay, have be paid to go hunt ghosts for a nominal fee. (laughs) I can come in here and do X, Y, Z. That is a thing that it, it makes you think of the. The television evangelists and the people that milk every society for what they are. Right. It's, you know? it's not right. Well, it's not, but uh, that's human nature. Uh, you never want to turn a buck, and everyone's got an angle, usually. Let's head a break real quick. When we come back, let's uh, let's talk about the spooky stuff out in outer space. I don't know if there's anything out there. Let's talk aliens. Coming back on Hysteria 51. <laughs> Thank you. 
out, gentlemen. I think before we we head to the outers of space, one of the things we were talking about too, Ron, clairvoyance. Uh, that's a hot button topic. We we've talked about it before. We talked about it a little bit with uh, Show Costa and clairvoyance. You've had a couple of issues, and I want to bring up. It's something that Lisa and I have talked about a lot with Ms. Clairvoyance, and I want to tell a little story. So a couple weeks ago, she has a dream. She tells me, she goes, I woke up, or she woke up. She's like, I'm driving a truck, and it's on fire. It's all engulfed in fire, and I'm like, it's okay. It's okay. Everything's okay. And she goes, all of a sudden, there's eggs next to me, and she's eating these eggs, and they're rotten. And then she's like, oh, my God, I got to pull the truck over, and she wakes up. That's paraphrasing it. So she tells me that. And you're like, okay. That day, she's on her way to work, and she had had a meeting, so she was Ubering to work. She's in the Uber, and they come up on a food truck on the side of the road, totally engulfed in flames. She's like, did I dream of this? Like, she had a dream of a like a delivery truck. She was driving, eating food while it was on fire. Is that like an example of that? Would you, you know, or, or where's your mind go with that? I don't know either. You know, <laughs> could be a new fad diet. Yeah. Flaming egg, flaming egg out of a truck. Yeah. Flaming yeah. rotten egg. Yeah, that's right. What's your, what's your, what's your experience with clairvoyance? The thing about clairvoyance to me is that you could sound like you're a batshit crazy. Right, right, right. And, um, I've always kind of strayed away from sounding like Patrick crazy. <laughs> Not me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very but, much. Um, but I mean, the thing is, I've had a couple episodes that were interesting. Yeah. I can't explain them, but like I had a buddy in high school, uh, Addison Norsworthy. Very interesting name. Addison. Ed- Norsworthy. He needs like a a letter at the beginning and a junior at the end, like G. Addison Norsberry Jr. Addison Norsworthy. Norsworthy. That's a stately name. I mean, Norsworthy. And and you know what? He was a great guy. I didn't know him that well, but he seemed like a cool cat. And I knew him in high school. So about, I don't know how many years it was, but it was like, I, I, I thought about him. Like out of the blue, like you're just like, right out of the blue. Yeah. Like it just came into my head. And I said, all right, let's look up Addison, because everyone could look up everyone. Mm-hmm. And he died. He died like a week before. See, isn't that weird? That so is- it's it's kind of, but it popped, he popped into my head, an old high school pal, but he he died in a car crash. And you're like, what the fuck? You're like, what's going on, universe? Why are you giving me yeah. that? And you're lucky where you live in the time of the day where the world is so small. You can look up people like that. Similar thing happened to my father. Before he passed, he was in the, the he had been in the army and he was stationed in Germany. And he was like, I was thinking about this guy and I wonder, can we look online and see if, you know, if he's on Facebook? I just got my dad on Facebook. We looked up and he died like the month before. And my dad's like, I wonder why he was on my mind. I'm like, maybe like it was weird. Like he's just telling you, like I I don't know. Like it's weird. It's weird. Yeah, and it could also, you know, of course, it could be just a coincidence. But it's a hell of a coincidence. It's so weird that you think of someone like that. My dad's like, I hadn't thought about him in years and years and years, and then he pops into my mind. Well, Charlie Trotter was another one of all of all people. Mm-hmm. Charlie Trotter, the world famous chef. I thought Charlie Trotter died, and then the next morning he died. So it was like, what? 
Ron, do you have powers we need to talk about? Ron, are you precog? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but, but honestly, God, that, that was the weirdest Another one. Kill. And I'm not, I'm not, listen, I, I'm, I know it's, it's, that's the thing about clairvoyance. It sounds so psycho. No, it doesn't though, because it's, because but, I think but, everyone's had little things like that, maybe yeah. that they don't realize are maybe possible. Yeah. And, or, or little coincidences. A little Mandela effect episodes or whatnot. I mean, you know. I was just going to say that I killed George Burns and Jessica Tandy in the same manner. What do you mean? I mean the same thing. Like I, I, I had a whole time. There was like a couple years where my mom would tease me about it because I, it would be like I'd be like, you know what? I wonder if Jessica Tandy's alive. And at that time, we didn't have the internet. Just go pop up and look and like the next day it would be like on the news jessica tandy died today and that happened like i forget who else i know it was and and i granted some of those people were older people but i thought it was really weird like and i, I never really told a lot of people because i thought they'd think i was out of my Will mind I use my powers and it was a for ge- good <laughs> for but i mean i'm not trying to claim that it was or wasn't anything i'm just no saying claim, like please, i get where i so get on tape. i get that whole thing you know and like the dreams and stuff so i don't know that's my two cents for today right you're welcome so is that, Ron, is that your definition of clairvoyance? I mean, is kind of having like a premonition or like a dream? I, I think it's, uh, yeah. I think it's, I think it's definitely predicting something. You don't know what it is, but you can predict it. So you can be one step above it. That's, yeah. that's what clairvoyance to me is. And uh, I guess then the next step would be tapping into how we do that and then um, not predicting, but influencing. I have an ice pick for that. Yeah, but <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's influencing. It's, you're not, you're no, I'm saying that would be the next logical you know, step would be. Right. Could, I'm right. sure. Here's the thing. The U.S. government studied clairvoyance for decades. And then when they say they stopped, they didn't. The Ministeric Oats. It's a, literally a true story about what they did. You know, the remote viewing, um, psychic warfare, everything that you can think of is things that they've talked about. And it's interesting how if there was nothing to it, why did they spend so much money on it? But then again, it is the U.S. government, so it would make sense if they spent so much money on it when there's nothing to it. So it's two sides of a coin, you know, but it is something that they at least really, really, really put a lot of stock into. It's it's stuff that came from – it started with Scientology. It really did. And the, the, the people that were these, – these Thetan levels – Thetan levels, I'm going to say that wrong. Anyway, people like Hal Putoff were, were studying it, and then those people went and they worked – with the CIA as, you know, these psychic spy building things. And now that's someone who is on the board with TTSA to the stars Academy. And these are the people that are making claims that they have materials that are from extraterrestrial craft. I don't know if you guys have seen the, 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 the piece of, of slag. It looks like metal. They say came from uh extraterrestrial craft. It was given to art bell a couple decades ago. He gave it to Linda Moulton. Howe. She's now sold part of it to to the Stars Academy. You know, all these things are intertwined, and I, I it's it's fun and exhausting to try to to put your mind around. And the, it's interesting and futile in the same way to try to figure out uh, 
where everything goes and how how it all intertwines but it's interesting you know and yeah everything like you were saying from clairvoyance to 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 aliens and the 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 outer space is all oh, my bread and butter that's the way it goes what's your over under on those speaking of you know we've talked about we've talked about um and I, I want to ask you too, Art. I know I mean, Ray and I have talked about this a lot. Ron, we'll start with you. Yeah, from the paranormal, we've talked. Do you believe two twofold question? Number one, is there life out there? And you can explain what you think it is. And if there is, has it reached us? Has it has it been here? Well, I'm 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 I've been in finance for twenty eight years. I'm in numbers. How can there not be a statistical improbability that there not be? Right? Yeah. I mean, seriously. I mean, come on. There are more stars than there are pieces of sand on Earth. Right. That's a staggering thing to think about. So yeah, there's 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 definitely life out there, but we the the problem is you can't find it. How we do we have find a lot it? of technology? Mm-hmm. I guess you know. So, but we can't find it, and and it's so far out there. It's the universe, man. I mean, it's like it's not the Milky Way. Yeah, you ever right. see that? You ever see that picture you of the here. Hubble oh. telescope where they zoomed on the black spot? No, not not in the black spot. Mm. It's just the Hubble telescope of different galaxies. There's a picture where they took the Hubble on a on a downtime and they put it on to what they called the dark spot, is the spot where there was no light. They thought, and they let it run for I forget how long, doing a long exposure picture, and it came back, and there's literally just thousands of galaxies in that spot that yeah. we couldn't see. That is a staggering thing to think about. Or where are you at on that? As far as uh, aliens existing? Yeah, well, like, do you believe there's life, period? Yeah, there's know? there's definitely got to be other life forms out there in some manifestation. I mean, there's there's the idea that they, uh, that some kind of, like, uh, microscopic organism was on a meteorite that crash-landed here, and it, it, it it's the this- The spark? Yeah, it has this thing that can store tons of DNA, so there's the idea that, you know- were the culmination of lots of alien, but I, I agree with you. Like statistically, there's probably got to be something. As far as if they've been here, maybe it's the more fun one to talk, and that's the the big thing that kind of is the the pitchfork in ufology. I guess is like, do you yeah. believe that it's out there and there, or do you believe that they're actively visiting us? And, you know, you look at it's the the Fermi paradox and and all these things that we talk about. Like, if there's life, where is it at? Well. Time is a grand equalizer in one way or another, and time is what, it, it, you know, it takes a long time to go a long distance, even if you become spacefaring, saying that that is to believe that we're not breaking the laws of physics or bending them in a way that wormholes and things like that are statistically possible. You know, science says they are, but whether we can harness them and use them, that's a big difference. But even if millions of years ago, Another galaxy had a planet that got to the point where they could traverse space. They could still be coming here, and we wouldn't know. And they might be coming here to look for dinosaurs, because <laughs> you know I mean? that's what they saw. And then they get here, and we're here, and they're like, "What? What's going on?" Because God damn it, we missed I, them again. I like to think that they intercepted some uh, Hysteria Fifty One, and they're coming for you. Yeah, that or that nudie pic we sent with uh, directions to our planet. Like we're just literally on the gold disc is like pictures of us naked and how to get here. It's like, what are we a, doing? A booty call. That's yeah, what it is. Like, it's like a galactic booty call. Tinder. Booty call from beyond. I yeah. think that's more of a grinder thing I, to do. I, 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 I just like say, I just Depends. think that, I just think that we need to focus more on earth. Get out. There, there get are. The fuck out. <laughs> what, what, what I mean is, I'm not talking about like the whole, like, you know, global warming thing. I'm talking about like the fact that 
were even thinking about that they there are no ufos with taillights that, that's blinking there, yeah. there are no ufos with taillights okay yeah 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 so i mean it's like let's just focus on what's going on here i think a lot of the things that people see and can't explain a lot of times too are black project aircraft i actually had an experience when i was younger and I, it wasn't until very recently i figured out what it was i was in a pool at night and we're all just having having some drinks, hanging skinny out. dipping. Yeah, me and sixteen or seventeen of my lady friends, just you know, having a dip. And uh, no, but we see a light across the sky, and it goes boom, 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 and it flashed different colors, and it like shut out what I would call colory mist or something like that, and took off. And we're all just standing there like, what the hell was that? Well, come to find out, after talking to somebody who worked in Black Projects, it was a ramjet engine, which is still something that's classified. And what they call it is it makes the afterburn looks like donuts on a rope. And at night, it'll light up the taillights because they have the blinker lights, and it will make those those donuts look like they're different colors. So to me, it was exploding out colors, and it's going, kush, kush, kush. It was a ramjet engine at low altitude. <laughs> and I was like, that's what it is. For years, I was like, I saw a UFO because a real UFO is just something that's unidentified. I think the, the problem is people immediately go to alien, and that's not the case, even though it's fun to go that way. Yeah. But that was something where I was just like, everyone got silent. And we're just looking, me and 16 women just silent. Picture that. And uh, you remember that, baby. You were there. And uh, she wasn't. Uh, and, uh, that's the way it went, you know? So Brent, Brent, like I, like my, my beginning statement, it's like professional wrestling. Mm -hmm. It's fun, but it's staged, but but no, 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 but I'll I'll just say, I'll just, on my closing statement, I do think there's something going on, not with UFOs. Yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, you know how many light years it takes to get over here? Well, a lot of people say, though, that the metaphysical things well, and that's the, another the UFOs are, are intertwined, you know, well, multiverse and other universes and uh, Bigfoot and the Loch Ness Monster. They're, they're just, they're phasing in and out of our reality. Well, that's another four hours from I now. know, I know. Right? But, but I mean, are, we, are they, are they visiting us? But I, I no. do think, I do think there is paranormal. And I do think that's what validates this show. Cause there is so something much by God on. better. I just, so, I don't know what I just hit, but made a nice little <laughs> cling sound. When I did it. Yeah. It's the period on the end. So do, do you, can, can I, do you mind if I interject and ask a question? I mean, so do you, if, do you think that there is a like, concrete afterlife or do you not know or what do you think oh, oh you know i mean i i, I do believe in god mm-hmm. i do believe in a higher being i do i do think that there is something going on i don't believe in religion okay i think religion is responsible for a hell of a lot of people dying and that's probably not good right not usually so um unless it was the 80s and ronald yeah. reagan was at the hand of it yeah <laughs> <laughs> no, not Roddy Reagan. No, <laughs> but uh, in defense of Reagan, he took care of my father. That's true. That is true. I, I am an he 80s outspent fan. the Soviets. That's so. That's good hey, thing. you know what? And uh, we weren't having uh, Russian collusion. I'm not getting political. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the bottom line is, I mean, you know, we're human, and 
we just have to live and be Most good. Most on the show are human. Cheese yeah. muffins. So. <laughs> that is true. Be kind to one another, and if we were, we'd all figure it out together. So. Right. Exactly. Le- guys, let us know what you think, though. Let us know if we are way off base, and also tell us your paranormal experience. What have you had that uh, would make art, uh, you know, a question if it's uh, true or not? And you can let us know by going to Hysteria Nation on Facebook. Just go to Facebook.com, search Hysteria Nation. Also, go to Facebook.com slash Hysteria51pod. That is our regular page. Don't forget, also, Patreon.com slash Hysteria51. Pick your own show. Host it. Tweet to us at Hysteria51pod. Voicemail 773-669-7277. Again, 773-669-7277 if you forget any of that. Just go to Hysteria51.com, which I've been slinging away at, making it all so much better. I think it's actually, I was looking, the. you ever use the Wayback Machine? Oh, yeah. I was looking, I think it's, I've been saying it's it's 3.0, it's 4.0. This is the fourth iteration uh, of this this website because they're terrible. Uh, I had some bad ones. I've worked on them, made them a little better. And then when I joined on, it got way much, so much more it's, better. It's a lot prettier with your face on it is what I'm Amen to that. If we're hopping on stuff, though, you can hop onto another show. Mr. Bunky's uh, co- commie propaganda show. What's it called again? <laughs> Mr. Mr. Bunker's uh, Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time podcast. Yeah, I, I, he's like, I he he comes out. Hey, kids! It's Mr. Bunker. <laughs> he's very Captain Kangaroo, like yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> so he touches children is what you're getting. Whoa! I don't mean that against Captain Kangaroo, but he always looked like a pedophile. Yeah, he hey, did to me. I don't know. I didn't grow up with no Captain Kangaroo. So, but Mr. Bunker does, uh, he abducts Andy and I every week. Well, so. you know what? If you're going to get abducted and you need a snack, Uranus Fudge from Uranus, Missouri. That's right. Uranus Fudge. Now, I mean, I need to contact these people because really? I, I love their products. And they, they love the, the free publicity. So where, where can we listen to you everywhere, right? Everywhere. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you find podcasts. Remote view the show. You can remote view the show. Yeah. Um, you know, we're on the tweeters, we're on the uh Instagrams at Mr. Bunker Pod as well. Yeah, so. we we twat and we uh yeah. we we plunk and, and oh, yeah. ram it and mm-hmm. whatever that you kids are doing these days. We plug each other. Yeah. <laughs> 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 That's right. And get your plug, your famous plug in Uranus, Missouri at UranusFudgeFactory.com. I don't even know. Oh my god. Ron, thank you so much, man. And uh Thank you. I think uh, I think I'm gonna have to buy you a shot. That sounds good. Yeah, yeah. So Ron and I have had many a metaphysical conversation over just a little bit of alcohol, just a little bit. Just so a pinch. If, just you, a if pinch. you get, if you guys are, since you're not remote viewing, like some of you guys, the arms he just showed was like the size of twenty feet, probably twenty feet. What has he got? Like tentacles? Like where are we at here? <laughs> I mean, you tell me because that 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 little bit was yeah. uh, is a lot of it. I don't drink. I don't drink. I real quick interesting thing happened. It was just a little anecdote at the bar. Lisa and I are sitting at at the James Joyce last night. And a guy sits down and he puts his phone down next to Lisa and he's got it just like that. I'm like doing it. He has a Hysteria 51 sticker on his phone and she goes. Hey, what's that? He goes, Oh, it's a podcast. It's a sticker from a podcast. <laughs> I was like, This is awesome. Lisa's like, That's our show. And like, she was, Lisa says to him, I'm your fan. I'm like, No, you're supposed to say he's our fan, baby. That's the other way. <laughs> She's like, I was confused. <laughs> you were. He's like, Can you stop talking to me now, please? I'm, I'm not going to listen if you keep doing this. <laughs>
All right. So with that said, I've been Brent. I've been Assistant Ray. I've been Art. Ronnie Zia. There you go. He's been Conspiracy Bot. Stay woke, meet sex. It was terrible. It was just terrible. I'll never get over it as long as I live. That's it for another edition of Hysteria 51. John and Brent will be back next week with yet more of the unexplained, the unexplored, and the unheard of. Oh, if it's unheard of, how will they know about it? Anyway, if you want to suggest a topic, give us your thoughts, or just make fun of Conspiracy Bot, that's my favourite. Join us in our Facebook discussion group, Hysteria Nation. Just log on to Facebook and search Hysteria Nation, or you can always tweet us at Hysteria51Pod. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint.